on how this radio station has impacted your life. Maybe a program you heard helped to turn your marriage around, offered some insight on being a better parent, or taught you principles that revolutionized your prayer life. What I like most about uh, Dr. David Jeremiah is how he takes scripture and applies it. The message was about outreaching and how we should be bold and strong about sharing our faith. First, download the Truth app to your phone, the App Store if you have an iPhone, the Google Play Store if you have an Android. Then open the app and tap the small microphone at the bottom and tell us how this radio ministry has touched your life. Over the next few days, you might hear yourself on the radio, so be sure to have your friends at church listen. And thanks for sharing your story and shouting us out on WTRJ The Truth. WTRJ Orange Park, Jacksonville. WAYL St. Augustine. WATY Folkestone, Georgia. Online at ilovethetruth.com. You know, you see a huge group of people and maybe they're in line to do something and they seem happy about it. You have to wonder, okay, what am I missing? What's going on here? What are these people excited about? Well, in this case, it's thousands of people and they're joining MediShare. Why? Well, MediShare is a much more affordable alternative to health insurance. It's reliable too. It's a well-run community of Christians. They've been sharing each other's medical expenses for more than 30 years. So it's proven. And if you switch, you'll likely save hundreds of dollars a month. Most members wind up paying about half what they used to. And you know what? They find they like it better. MediShare's member satisfaction rate is 98%. That's way better than health insurance, as you might imagine. You don't have to pay for things you don't believe in. You get telehealth 24-7. Huge freedom in choosing your doctors. At least check into it. This may be one of those things where you're like, why didn't I do this a long time ago? Why not start saving now? Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. Hello, everyone, and welcome to SWAT Radio here on Friday, February 16th. I'm David Gray, along with Brad Sykes. What's up? (laughs) That's better than Brad just had an unbelievable sneeze like a half a second before we came on the air. That was great timing. (laughs) Do you ever listen to Daryl Harrison and uh, his counterpart on the... The, I, uh, I have, but not for yeah, quite a while. Yeah, Just Thinking podcast. Yeah, Those guys are so hysterical when their <laughs> podcast starts. And uh, I, I, sometimes I'll just tune in just for the opening, just to see how they do it. And uh, I think Doug and I should probably start doing that. What's up? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you said... <laughs> All I can think of is the old commercial, right? The wasn't there? A, oh yeah, there, what's up? yeah. Um, <clears throat> was it a milk? I, I, I think, think it was it, a beer commercial. Or no, it was a I think yeah, it was sure a beer was. Commercial, yeah, what you do? Uh, or that one about uh, what's a milk or something? You remember the milk ads? I think it was. <clears throat> well, the milk one I remember was got milk. Or, yeah, I got yeah. milk. But there's a all right. There's we're a, way off. I know. We are a, so off track early. There's a CBS sports radio uh, personality named Amy Lawrence who does an overnight show. And I hear her, I hear the end of her show every Thursday morning when I'm on my way to SWAT. Gotcha. Because I'm not up that early typically listening to, right. to sports radio, but I might have it on in the car. And she's a believer, actually. I just read some things about her, and you can kind of tell that by listening to her. But she ends every show. She just goes, she's done. She says her <laughs> last thing, and then she says, Boom! Right? 
and apparently she missed doing that a couple times recently and oh, she yeah. was talking about <clears throat> on the air how her listeners got all upset and everybody oh, yeah. was sending her messages on twitter and this and that where was the boom where what, was the what, boom? Did, so, what didn't emerald lagasse used to do that do you remember emerald lagasse the chef uh he would do that <clears throat> well anyway how are you man i'm we good buddy been together for a couple of weeks yeah i'm now. good and uh thank you doug for letting me have a few days off <laughs> i where uh, were you this time so um so last week so i was gone i was here monday through wednesday and then i took off uh wednesday after radio to go down to orlando for a couple of days uh for a ministry uh thing i had had committed to and then uh got back <laughs> i got back on friday night spent the weekend at home and then vicky and i went down on monday and did monday tuesday and wednesday down in orlando listen i'm not a like an orlando fan but uh just if you want to get away for a night or two it's not a bad place to go there's Mm -hmm. some fun places to go we went to a concert that we so we uh we didn't do anything for our anniversary which was february 1st how many and years? so 38 yeah we're very you and i've talked about this we're very close <clears throat> you're right there 38 of may yeah yes so we had uh, just said hey let's let's do a couple of nights out and uh we got tickets to a concert diana crawl kind of a lounge jazz type mm-hmm. singer mm-hmm. and uh just had a great time and uh i mean it wasn't nick springs the old bill murray lounge <clears throat> it was not nick springs singer. no <laughs> <laughs> one of my all-time favorite uh Especially when he would make up the words to the instrumentals that there were no right, words for, right. like the Star Wars theme yeah. or the Close Encounters theme. Well, here's here's what's you know interesting. I'll throw this out there. Uh, so as we were kind of packing our bags on Monday to go down, we thought, well, let's go down early enough. We can you know play around, do whatever. And uh, I'm packing my bags, and uh, I'm thinking, okay, we're going to this concert. It's going to be kind of a Valentine anniversary. Uh, I probably probably ought to throw a suit in the in the in my bag, and so I did. Threw a suit, and fortunately, I did because my wife, uh, she always outshines me. But at least it wasn't just pathetic, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and she's always looks great. And uh, we went to the concert, and uh, you look around; it's kind of interesting um, how people dress today mm-hmm. versus maybe how they would have dressed twenty, thirty years ago. Right. I think thirty years ago, an event like this. All the men would have had a suit on, mm-hmm, right. and this is no judgment on my part. Right. That hey, if you didn't have a suit on, you weren't properly dressed. Right? Have you ever been to a wedding where people didn't wear suits? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, yeah. all that to say, you know, I mean, there was a time I grew up. I mean, I wore a suit to church every day yeah. with a tie. Yeah. You know. Well, and I and think about it in the work environment. I can remember starting work for a mutual fund company in Boston in 1984. And I think I had two suits. Yeah. That was one of the interview yeah. questions, I think. Do you have a suit? And uh, <laughs> and we wore a suit every day. And then at some point, they started doing the casual, casual Fridays. Fridays and yeah. you, could, yeah. you could dress down a little. And I'll tell you, it felt so strange. <laughs> and now, of course, it feels strange to put a suit on. Now, I got to tell you, as a guy who spent many years in the apparel industry, I mean, I wore a suit every day. And people came to me. Right for you know advice on dressing up and it's interesting you didn't come to the uh northeast florida christian chamber luncheon the other day no you didn't come uh, with dr moeller no and uh if i i i I wore suit put a white shirt on and i i put a bow tie in my pocket 
because I wanted to see how other people were going to be dressed. I mean, Dr. Moeller always wear, I always see him in a suit. In fact, I usually see him in a bow tie. So I tucked a bow tie in there just to, you know, play with it. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he wore a, he wore a suit. He did not wear a bow tie. And I told him from the stage, Hey, I just want you to know I did bring a bow tie and I can tie this thing. <laughs> and uh, it was interesting. He got up after me and Doug can verify this, but he said, you know, one thing about a suit, you wear a suit, you can get in anywhere. <laughs> he goes, I could walk into the ER mm-hmm. at a hospital yeah. and nobody will question yeah. where I'm going. Right. Now you walk in with cargo shorts on and, and, right. and gaiters or right. what are they, Crocs? Right. You're probably not getting in. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was an interesting perspective mm-hmm. that, you know, we've lost right. kind of that element in our culture of when, when putting I, a nice suit on. When I was first working from home starting five years ago and I'd be on calls, I would tell people, it was before everybody was on video Zoom calls, but I would tell people that I was wearing a suit at home by yeah. myself. <clears throat> You were you were probably like those newscasters who right. everything from the waist up yeah. looked great, but they probably they wear shorts or boxers jeans on. Or, and yeah, <laughs> that's right. Now I would be remiss, and we promise we'll move on from suits if I didn't throw the Seinfeld reference in here with respect <laughs> yes. to what we're talking Thank about. You. But there's the great scene where they're going to the opera, Pagliacci, and Jerry's in a tuxedo, and George comes in, and he's in a tuxedo that's a little too small for him, and they're both complaining that they're uncomfortable and this and that and then kramer comes in and he's in like a cardigan and one of his typical Mm -hmm. you know casual shirts and pants and jerry says kramer he says i thought you told me people dressed up for this he says people do i don't (laughs) (laughs) that's good anyway only kramer right and and then jerry later refers to him as ozzy nelson because he's wearing a cardigan oh my word well man we a lot going on in the world today i mean there's always a lot going on and uh i know i was since i was out this week and I, i got back in on wednesday and wasn't able to listen to doug's guest yesterday mm-hmm. but yeah just thinking about all the stuff that's happening in the it's, world today it, and i know i don't want to get into stuff that, plight, that has sure. already been discussed mm-hmm. from the you know he gets us ad on the super bowl to alistair Begg. yeah uh, there there continues to be yeah uh rather heated discussions yep. over that yeah and and you know quite frankly i think uh, there are things we need to stand up for. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, well, anyway. the he gets us thing. I, I, Doug and I talked a little about that on Tuesday. I, not, not so much on the air. I think uh, Doug and Craig may have spoken about that some on Monday, but just that perspective that you and I have talked about that, you know, again, it's one of those things that looks pretty good on the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And in my initial reaction, before I even started reading anything about it or, or talking to you guys about it or was, by the, you know, it's, they're not just showing people, right? When they show the ad, it's not just kind of random people. It's, it's very, it's, it's very intentional mm-hmm. about the types of people and the people that they're showing really represent different issues that we see in the culture today, mm-hmm. right? Whether yep. it's a false religion, whether it's a, a transgender issue, whether it's a, a you know, a, you name it, any of these yeah. kind of controversial <clears throat> issues. And, and my thought was, when I saw it, was the implication seems to be that it doesn't really matter what you believe or mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. as long as Jesus is there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that, you know, um, we, we joked about the parody Babylon B, you know, this headline that we saw about people being relieved that they don't have to change. 
right, or, or, or repent right. or anything like right. that. But that's really right. they're, what they're getting at in a parody, semi-humorous kind of way is really the truth. Yeah. Well, I, I listened to a guy today, and I've probably mentioned this before, uh, Kyle. Uh, let's see. I think it's Kyle Thompson. He's got a podcast called Undaunted Life. Good, Kind of a men's podcast. He does a great job going into it. And I know Doug would appreciate a lot of the stuff that he, what he says and backing it up. I wanted to read since we've got just a few minutes before we take our break. I told you this was a pod, this was a blog written by my wife who has a blog called Mama V, V I E. And, uh, you know, I thought we had some discussions coming back on Wednesday because she says, hey, I have to, I have to write mm-hmm. for tomorrow. This was Wednesday. I have to write for Thursday a blog post. What do you think I should write on? <laughs> I said, well, you want to get controversial or you just, yeah. you know, stay in your lane or whatever. And she said, that doesn't matter. I said, I think you ought to write on that he gets us at. Mm. And uh, I, I wanted to share what she sure. wrote. And I'd I feel like she uh, she puts it pretty in a, in a very gentle, kind, gracious way. Because that's how she is. She is always. that way. Jesus didn't <laughs> teach hate. He washed feet. I must confess, I didn't see that ad during the Super Bowl because I was at the theater watching the first three episodes of season four of The Chosen. Which, which she also she, could have written about. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I didn't lose you there, but if you want the theater to... If you want the theater to yourself, pro tip, go during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay, back to the main thing. On Monday morning, as I opened Facebook, I saw a fair amount of anger over the He Gets Us ad, so I decided to go and check it out for myself. I ended up watching it multiple times because, to be honest, the ad confused me a bit. As I watched, I saw themes I believe to be biblically true, themes of serving people in spite of our differences and the mutual humility that foot washing symbolizes. But as I watched, I began to wonder who exactly the ad was aimed at Christians or non believers. And then the last line came across the screen Jesus didn't teach hate, he washed feet. When I searched the, oops, I just, no, oh, I didn't delete it here. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, when I searched, he gets a Super Bowl. The first result was from the He Gets Us website, and it said, Jesus loved the people we hate. That's from their website. Mm -hmm. So it appeared as if the ad may be targeted toward me, a Christian. More confusion. Hate? Huh? Hate? Words matter. They really, really matter. And since hate is a pretty strong word, let's examine it and how how it is used in the ad. Hate is a heart attitude that desires destruction. Are there people who profess to be Christians that are hateful? Of course there are. But the Christians with whom I am familiar are bringing food into strip clubs to feed dancers, Mm. building homes for the less fortunate, traveling on ships to bring medical care to people in developing countries, visiting prisoners, feeding the hungry here at home, helping to bring healing healing to broken families, counseling women in in the throes of eating disorders and opening their hearts and homes to foster children. Hate doesn't do that. Love does. Mm. The word hate has been weaponized and made synonymous with disagreement. Vigorously debating, for instance, the issues 
implies in the Super Bowl ad issues like immigration or abortion is not necessarily hateful. As a Christian, I can both disagree with and still serve and love you. Sure. And as the adult child of a mother who died in her alcohol addiction at the age of 46, I can personally attest to the fact that simply washing someone's feet and their addiction is not enough. I have been on that floor. I have washed those feet many, many, many times. I never hated her. God forbid it. I loved her with every fiber of my being, but I did passionately hate her addiction. And yes, I wanted this utter, I wanted its utter destruction. And that was loving. So I'm a bit confused by the word hate as it was used in this ad. Kind of like a weapon. I honestly do not take issue with the ad's provocative nature. Jesus was provocative. He called people whitewashed tombs, a brood of vipers and blind guides. He methodically fashioned a whip and used it to drive people out of the temple. Those are provocative words and actions. My issue is that the message of this ad is muddy and incomplete. Was the message, hey, Christian, just shut up and wash feet. Sometimes love requires that we speak and disagree. Was was the message, hey, non-believer, we know that Christians can be hateful. Does that actually bring healing or does it encourage further division? Was the message, hey, non-believer, Jesus isn't hateful. That is true, mostly. He wasn't a fan of the Pharisees, and when he encountered the woman caught in adultery, he said some pretty direct things like, you've been with a bunch of men, paraphrasing, and then he said, now go and sin no more. Sin no more. Is the confrontation by Jesus and his ensuing directive hateful? If we use today's standards, kind of. But if we know him, we know that the confrontation and the directives were not helpful at all. He wanted not that, hateful. <clears throat> not hateful at yeah. all, excuse me. He wanted that woman to be whole, and that means that meant she needed to make some different choices in her life. Christian, now we have a choice to make. We can bellyache and be mad, which is a waste of energy, because we can't put the ad back in the can. So let's use it. Let's ask people what they thought and what they saw. Hopefully your interest in what they saw will lead to a conversation. Maybe that conversation will prove that political disagreement isn't the same thing as hate. Or more importantly, maybe the conversation will point people to the Jesus that loves them and loves them enough to ask them about to about face from sin. Mm. A conversation like that with a person who knows you love them unconditionally will wash more than their feet. It will wash their soul with the word. And maybe now new life will be breathed. <clears throat> and if that happens, all of heaven will rejoice and you will too. So we could just sign off. I just went over a little long. Sorry about that, <laughs> Jeremy. Right. Jeremy was right on it. He well, was right let's on Let's take it. a break. Extending the break. <laughs> now, that's really good. And we'll maybe talk about that when we get back. I So well said. So well said. We are going to take our first break here on SWAT Radio. We're glad you're with us. Our number is 844-777-7928. If you have a comment or a question about what we're just talking about, feel free to give us a call. And we'll be right back on the other side of the break on SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls.
Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. The Florida Georgia Truth Network, on the radio in St. Simons Island at 91.3. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong at the end of the line. With all the other not quite, with all the never Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes here wrapping up the week with you on SWAT Radio as we come to you live from Jacksonville on February the 16th. Can't think of a better way to wrap up our week. (laughs) That's right. Uh, uh, Well, maybe one other way. We could be on the golf course. (laughs) Well, before we move on, and I do want to talk a little bit about what Vicki wrote, Uh, I think we have a caller, right? Jimmy, are you there? Yes, I am here. Hey, Jimmy. Welcome. Gentlemen, how are you this afternoon? Man, we're good. We're doing well. What can we do for um, you? Where are you listening, Jimmy? Jacksonville. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, the truth. I have seen that commercial there, and there's a part of me that believes that they took it slightly out of context because when you read those verses, you know, that's that's the, the Passover, the dinner there. And the apostles were having a discussion about who was going to be the greatest and what position they were Mm. going to have in the coming kingdom. And Jesus performed this feet washing as an act to show of, of servitude to them and then told them, the greatest among you will be the least, mm-hmm. and That's you will right. be the servant That's right. of the others. And they were depicting in this commercial of washing complete strangers' feet. Mm. So it wasn't, to me, I didn't get the brother, Christian brother, or the Christian sister. I got them taking something and kind of twisting it a little bit, outside of the context of scripture and that's personally how it came across to me there and i thought it was a disservice to the word of god and Mm. a very moving scene that shows humility and the service of christ to his apostles that he had shared with the last previous three years and 
maybe it's just me, but that's the way I took it. I, well, I don't that, well that's a, that. I I think that's a great observation, and we really appreciate the call. I think that's a great observation. That's exactly right. It was in the context of being great. And Jesus, what I always remember from a sermon I heard on that was Jesus didn't discourage them from wanting to be great, but he told no. them how to do it by being the servant yeah. of all. And and you're exactly right. And then, of course, he goes on in the famous line to Peter to say, you know, uh, Peter doesn't want him to wash his feet because of who he is. And he says, mm-hmm. well, if you don't, have, if you don't, you don't have, you'll let me do it. You don't have any part of me, meaning if Jesus doesn't cleanse us and wash us right. of our sin— uh, we don't have any part in him. So I, I really appreciate your take on that. I think it's a great observation. I, well, 100% agree, Jimmy. Thank you for the call. And this is kind of yeah. what – it, there's a lot of – I think, as Vicky said, it's a, it's muddies the water a bit. I think uh, – you know, I think the picture of washing feet is one of the most beautiful pictures mm-hmm. uh, that – and I think what's interesting, think about if you've ever had your feet washed, I've done this. We did this at a men's retreat one year. It's humbling on both sides. It's humbling to have your feet washed, and it's also humbling to wash someone's sure, feet. Sure. So the picture is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But I think it continues to further this um, this narrative of oppressed and oppressor. Mm-hmm. If you look at every single one of those instances— it's it continues to feed this Marxist type idea. So anyway, Jimmy, yeah. I think if, if there's any good thing that came out of it, it brings some conversation like this. It allows people to say, "Hey, here's what I saw in that." Yeah. So appreciate the call. Yeah, Jimmy, thanks. Uh, and just an added note here: what your wife wrote was was lovely, very spot on. Yeah. Um, you're a lucky man. Uh, no, no, no question. <laughs> Truly blessed. I'll pass the word along, Jimmy. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening, right, Jimmy, and for calling. Really appreciate it. All right, bye, guys. Thanks. God bless. And, and you know, just to just to add to that a little bit, um, this reminds me. This conversation reminds me of one we've had in the past, and one that's been out there for a while about the whole idea of what does tolerance and intolerance mean, right? And and yeah. and Tolerance used to mean that someone was free to believe what they wanted, right, in Mm -hmm. our country. Right. As long as they're not breaking laws or harming anybody, they're free to believe what they want. And tolerance on my part would be to recognize their right to believe that and respect their right to believe that. But it didn't mean I had to affirm what they believe or agree with it. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. And, And of course, now, in, in the parlance of the day, the, I'm intolerant. It's not enough for me to respect someone's right to believe what they want. I have to affirm yeah. what they believe as valid. And if I don't, then I'm intolerant. And that might be the least of the which names is, that I'm called. Which is the term hate. Right. That's right. And Vicky put it really well, and you did as well. Disagreement. Disagreement or non-validation of something or or in in uh, or intolerance mm-hmm. not intolerance but tolerance in the sense yeah. that you, will, you <clears throat> respect their right to believe right. right has you're right has been transformed in, into hate and christians and we've seen this now for many years or several years and we've talked about it on the radio 
Christians are always the ones labeled as hateful yeah. and bigots and and intolerant and homophobes and and whatever you want else mm-hmm. you know xenophobes yeah. and whatever else yeah. whatever you want to put in front of phobes and and Vicky put it so well no where would the world be without Christians who do show love in the form of service yeah. and so yeah. the idea of back full circle to the ad of the washing of the feet yeah if the washing of the feet in general represents that we are to serve others believers and unbelievers mm-hmm. and as, and often through service right it's, christian service is a way an unbeliever might come to faith right absolutely we should be doing that but to leave it at that is a disservice to leave right. it at jesus loves you and and you don't have to have any kind of a response or change in your life goes back to this summer, what we were talking about with the <laughs> exactly. discipleship gospel. It is an incomplete and a false gospel, and yeah. it's not loving yeah. to leave it at he gets us yeah. or he, or <clears throat> even he loves us. Mm-hmm. It must be because he loves us, he came for us, yeah. and he died for us, and he rose for us, and now he lives to transform us. Amen. And that, that thing you sent me from Instagram that someone did where it said this would have been a better ad, and it talks about he doesn't just get us, he saves us, he transforms us, he redeems us. Mm-hmm. And then it gave the examples of all the people, what they were in their former lives, what yeah. Scripture says, and such were some of you. That's right. And I, I'd be at the front of the line, by me, the way. Me too. Group. Absolutely. <clears throat> and 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 absolutely. And the old man still tries to pop in there with me yep. all the time. Yep. And so yep. I'm still in that process mm-hmm. of being transformed. Mm-hmm. But to, and so I'm glad you said that because when we talk about this, it's not to lecture, it's not to say we're right and they're wrong, it's not the, it, it, although I guess we are saying that, but it's, but the, the desire, at least I know your heart and, and hopefully you know mine is to, is to give the complete and accurate picture of what the gospel is. Right. 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 So that people know and aren't misled to, into thinking, Oh, all I have to do is acknowledge in Jesus and believe that he was, you know, the demons believe mm-hmm. and shudder, right? Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it involves more than that. And that's yeah. really what we've been talking about for quite a while yeah. now, about what yeah. the gospel is and what it isn't. Well, as, as C.S. Lewis said, he's either Lord, lunatic, mm. or liar. Yeah, and we'll kind and of if get he's into Lord, some of that. Yeah. if he's Lord, then that requires a a submission to him yeah and uh that's that's what people don't want yeah. they don't want to submit to that yeah. that and that comes back to the part about the gospel about coming from self-rule to the under god's kingdom rule and uh, we'll talk more about that when we come back boy a lot of good stuff there yep. thanks for the call again jimmy we're going to take a break for the news on swat radio stay through after the break and come on back News. I'm John Scott. Speaking from the White House, President Biden says there's no question who's behind Alexei Navalny's death. Make no mistake, Putin is responsible for Navalny's death. Putin is responsible. What has happened to Navalny is yet more proof of Putin's brutality. Alexei Navalny, who fought against official corruption and staged massive anti-Kremlin protests as President Vladimir Putin's fiercest foe has died, in an Arctic penal colony where he was serving a 19-year sentence. He was 47. 
Also at SRNews.com, wholesale inflation accelerated in January. Correspondent Shelley Adler has more. It's the latest sign that some inflation pressures in the economy remain elevated. The Labor Department says that its producer price index, which tracks inflation before it reaches consumers, rose 0.3% from December to January. That's after it fell slightly from November to December. Measured year-over-year, producer prices rose by just under 1% in January. The figures follow a surprisingly hot report this week that showed consumer prices easing less than expected last month. I'm Shelley Adler. A measure of consumer sentiment ticked higher this month after soaring in December and January, underscoring that Americans are starting to feel better about the economy after years of gloom. The University of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Index ticked up to 79.6 in February from 79 in January. On Wall Street, the hotter-than-expected update on wholesale inflation has sent stocks lower. The Dow is minus 5 points. The Nasdaq, 48 points in the red. This is SRNU. It started out yesterday as a normal, low-key serving of an animal cruelty warrant in Washington, D.C. Then it grew serious as gunfire opened up at 7.30 a.m. Three police officers shot and injured. Thankfully, they're expected to recover. A capital city neighborhood was out of control yesterday, and a standoff ensued. Police managed to get through by phone, but for hours, people were told to stay put. Two nearby schools put on lockdown for fear of stray bullets hitting children. Schools dismissed early and children being hustled away by swarms of officers as bullets kept firing from the home where the cruelty warrant had been served. All of this as a result of a person and probably too many dogs being kept in unsanitary conditions. I love my dog, but a reaction like this? The problem shows not one, but all of us going astray. A reminder, love the Lord, love your neighbors before yourself. I'm Charles Morris at haventoday.org. There's major delays on the West Beltway because of a crash on 295 southbound before U.S. 17 Roosevelt Boulevard. Also, there's a crash on I-95 southbound at State Road 9B. And there's congestion in St. John's County on I-95 southbound near County Road 210. Cloudy tonight, low 55. Saturday, mostly cloudy with afternoon rain, high 64. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm A.J. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed for the good Lord. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes, glad that you are with us here on Friday as we wrap up the week on SWAT Radio, we uh, Doug has been in um, Mark chapter three this week, verses seven to twenty-one. With a, it's we had a real bullpen going this week with you <laughs> gone. It was uh, Craig Henderson on Monday, and I was here Tuesday. Brian was here on Wednesday, and uh, then we had guest day yesterday, and finally back to some semblance of order with you and I <laughs> <Exactly>. here today. <laughs> and I will be uh, Lord willing here next week. Uh, so, uh, yeah. well. 
I was here last Wednesday. Doug and I did Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and I attended the the uh, SWAT Bible study. Always want to mention, uh, you know, we are a a men's discipleship broadcast. Mm-hmm. We have lots of women who tune in, and we hear from you, and Absolutely. we are so grateful that you're out there listening. And uh, but I always want to tell guys who are listening, if you're not part of a study with some other men. Uh, I'm not saying you have to come do SWAT. Obviously, we think it's great, and we th- it's been very challenging. Doug is a Doug is a gifted teacher, mm-hmm. and uh, he doesn't hold back. And I, I I mean that in the best of ways. Yes, I think as men we need straight shooting. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean. Absolutely, we don't need to you know milk toast our way around some of the content uh, that we discuss in God's Word. And Doug doesn't do that. Uh, Doug delivers it. It's solid. It's you know there's not a lot of well, what do you think about the passage? Uh, and that's one of the things you and I talk about even here on Fridays. You know, we're not talking about, well, my opinion of this text is this. You know, yeah. it's what does God say about this? Yeah. And Doug points out all the time, and rightly so, whether it's him teaching, whether it's you or me or anybody or a pastor in our church, we shouldn't be judgmental, so to speak, of the teacher, like from a preference standpoint. Mm-hmm. Now, we, we are to be judgmental if they're teaching the wrong thing. <laughs> yes, we should. But <clears throat> but from the standpoint of, oh, I don't like his style, or he was kind of boring today, or whatever, things that go through all our minds, right, right sometimes, right. Doug is quick to point out, and rightly so, it's God speaking to us. Doug is his Amen. chosen instrument in yep. the SWAT Bible studies, yep. just like your pastor is, and my pastor is, and but it's God deliver. It's God's message. It's mm-hmm. God's word. It's mm-hmm. the Spirit coming yeah. through. Uh, if the if the person is, you know, preaching and teaching as they should, and they're they're solid in their faith, you know, we need to remember that. And Doug is always one of the first ones to point out. And because of that, because Doug does do that and take it that way, I can't tell you how many times, almost every time, I leave SWAT listening to his teaching convicted. Well, you, uh, absolutely <clears throat> convicted, and it's not Doug. Correct. That conviction is not Doug. That conviction—that's exactly. And doesn't right. that take a lot of pressure yeah. off Doug? Yeah, sure. Or you, or me, or anybody yeah. who's he's gonna... faithful to teach the word. Absolutely. And and the word is what convicts. Hebrews, it's alive and active. Yeah. And Paul told Timothy, "Hey, rightly handle the word of right. truth." Right. And Doug does a great job yeah. at that. For you guys who may be out there, and maybe you're. Maybe this is something that's missing in your life and your walk is just to get around some some men who mm. who um, who want to be challenged. Uh, you know, uh, you can go to the gym and pick up the little dumbbells and you can have a good time, uh, or you can go and lift some serious weight. Yeah. Uh, you come to a SWAT Bible study, you're going to lift some weight. Yeah. You're going to lift some spiritual weight. You're going to be challenged. You're going to be around some other guys who believe the same thing. And uh, go to SWATradio.com. Click on the meetings tab. Check out where we meet, where we gather. Uh, there's even a Zoom call. You can join that and come come be a part of the SWAT, um, what do we call it? Community. Uh, community. For sure. And, uh, it is a community. It's it is. amazing. Yep. Not only do you get the benefit of the teaching, which is the primary primary reason that we're there, but it's amazing the, the community that forms and the friendships Amen. that form. And, Amen. And, and this, is not, <clears throat> this is not to replace church. In Correct. fact, Doug and I talk often about you need to be in a Bible believing bible teaching expository gospel-centered church mm-hmm. and uh those are becoming fewer and fewer uh yep. available so yep. anyway yep. enough of that just wanted to throw that out there if you're out there tuning in think 
Well, listen, come back on Monday. Doug will be here, and uh, <laughs> you, you can tune in then. By the way, same way, uh, David, as I went through this text with, with Doug last week, very challenged, some things mm-hmm. in there that really uh, convicted me, yeah. that God's Spirit yep. does that. Yep. He teaches us. Absolutely. So, because if we're not being convicted by the Word, we're being convicted by the world and by amen. our own flesh. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. anyway, uh, the passage for this week that Doug has been uh, teaching on that he taught on last week in our Bible study is Mark three chapter uh, chapter three verses seven to twenty one. So why don't I go ahead and read that? Yeah, um, let's do it. And then we can Brad and I, as those of you who have listened before, if you haven't, uh, we go through on Fridays with a little different. Um, slant. We try to look at the text and the teaching from the standpoint of a few questions that we answer. Uh, generic. You know, I say generic, but we, we apply these questions every Friday to whatever text we're reading in the hope that it will be a model for you in your study or if you're discipling someone as a way for you, the, you as the, the, the discipler and the other person as the disciplee to look at some common questions and then come together and talk about them. So we, we ask, what does the passage teach us about what stands out in the passage? Sorry. What does the passage teach us about teach us about God and about men, and what uh, what does the passage prompt us to do as far as our lives? How how can we live differently as a result of uh, what we learn in the passage? So this is Mark three, uh, verses seven to twenty one. Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the sea, and a great crowd followed from Galilee and Judea, and Jerusalem and Idumea, and from beyond the Jordan and from around Tyre and Sidon. When the great crowd heard all that he was doing, they came to him, and he told his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd, lest they crush him. For he had healed many, so that all who had diseases pressed around him to touch him. And whenever the unclean spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God, and he strictly ordered them not to make him known. And he went up on the mountain and called to him those whom he desired, and they came to him, and he appointed twelve, whom he also named apostles so that they might be with him and he might send them out to preach and he, and have authority to cast out demons. He appointed the 12 Simon to whom he gave the name, Peter, James, the son of Zebedee and John, the brother of James to whom he gave the name Boanerges. That is sons of thunder, Andrew and Philip and Bartholomew and Matthew and Thomas and James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus and Simon, the zealot and Judas Iscariot who betrayed him. Then he went home, and the crowd gathered again so that they could not even eat. And when his family heard it, he went out, heard it, they went out to seize him, for they were saying, He is out of his mind. May God bless the reading of his word, and these are the very words of God. Lot there. Yeah. It's uh, it's one of those texts, I think, that um, just is kind of telling a story, but there's, there's more there kind of under the surface as you look at this. And I was reminded of just uh, some things that Doug brought out is, number one, that God reveals a Messiah whose work, whose works confirm his deity, Mm -hmm. his word control his revelation, his will chooses his disciples, and uh, what's the fourth point? His His ways ways, confound his family. (laughs) I was just teaching, in fact, this morning uh, from Acts chapter 4, and uh, I was thinking about when when uh, when Peter and John healed the, the crippled man at the beautiful gate and how what an uproar came out of that, you know. 
what did they say about about Peter and John? They said these these are just common, uneducated mm-hmm. men, <laughs> but they couldn't deny what had happened. Right, and you know the reality is, look at what's. I mean, even just this little ways into Mark's gospel, look at what's happened. Mm. Look at the crowds. They cannot deny what's happened. And yet, so here's what something that stands out to me, and it goes to this fourth point, is that his ways confound his family. And uh, I was thinking, I think it's in Mark 6, where they say about Jesus, is not this the carpenter? Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Right. You know, in other words, is not this the, you know, the the uh, real estate guy? Is not this the whatever, whatever your career is? Is not this the carpenter? Is this not is this is this not the painter? Right. Or shoeshine guy That's or right. accountant or attorney or doctor yep. or whoever it is. Right. And in in fact, it goes on to say in this text that I was looking at today, it, these are the leaders in the synagogue said about john and peter it was apparent they had been with jesus mm-hmm. you know and and of course you think about these 12 he's just named off here these are the 12 doug has said this many times i love this if you were going to build the uh, if you were head of hr for jesus's ministry these would not be the 12 you would have chosen right uh but god uses the foolish things to confound the wise yeah Right. right? I, and it's similar, but different, but similar to him choosing Paul to become what Paul became because Paul was the most unlikely of candidates. Absolutely. Isn't that true? And, and I think in either case, whether it was the ordinary disciples or the high ranking Pharisee who was killing Christians, in either case, it's clear God had to change them. Mm-hmm. God had to make them who they were. Right. God had to be involved or else they could never have done any of this. Whereas if he had appointed somebody maybe higher ranking or or more religious, quote unquote, people might have thought, oh, that person's doing that on their own. True. You know? So. Yeah. It's, it's God's way of showing off. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God, right? We are going to come back for our last segment of the day after the break, and we'll continue our discussion on Mark chapter 3 after the break. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. 
SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network in Brunswick at 91.3. I push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war. I can never be, never be free without. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes. And uh, we are looking at Mark chapter 3, verses 7 to 21 to wrap up this text for the week here on SWAT Radio. And Brad, before the break, you were uh, mentioning about uh, his family and his family being, thinking he was out of his mind or concerned for him. And, And then other people thinking, you know, who is this guy? Isn't he just a carpenter or a tradesman or, you know, whatever it was that he is, but God, the same with the disciples. God, God is the one. And, and that can be said of any of us, right? Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. Yeah. We're yeah. all just common in God's sight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In the world's sight, people may be viewed a little differently, but, but God takes, like you said, in the Bible says the, the things that the world thinks are foolish and uses those things to shame those that think they're wise so, but you mentioned the crowds also before the break, and that was one of the things that I wrote down that stood out to me, is the size of the crowd. I mean, the fact that he tells the disciples to get a boat ready for him mm-hmm. because he might be crushed. Yeah, I mean, think about that again. There are things in the Bible that, as you know, you and I have been brought up in the church and mm-hmm. are familiar with the yeah. Gospels. And mm-hmm. I admit, I sometimes take things for granted. That's one of the reasons I like to do this exercise that we do. Yeah. What stands out and, and really making myself look at this and think about it. But I never really thought, I mean, what must that have been like? The desperation of the crowd yeah. because they knew he was healing. Yeah. The desperation of the crowd to be healed. Um, just like in, in the feeding of the 5,000, maybe it was the desperation of the crowd to be fed and to get more of their mm-hmm. physical needs mm-hmm. taken care of. And that's certainly understandable. I'm not judging people for that. But but the note that I wrote down, and boy, you talked about how we get convicted by the word. Because this doesn't yeah. come from me. This yeah. question doesn't come from me. But I wrote down, am I desperate to be close to Jesus to be healed of the disease of me? Right. And, and that's what came, that's what came out when I, when I looked at that and I read it and I thought about it, I, the first thing I was just thinking about, oh, the size of the crowd and the desperation and the, and the way they must've been pressing in on him and how he could have almost been crushed. But then I thought, okay, well, do I have that level of desperation to be close to Jesus? Right. Mm-hmm. Not right. because of necessarily a physical thing, but more importantly, because of my spiritual condition. Now I know he saved me. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. I belong to him. Yeah. But it's really easy for me to get off track. And uh am I am I desperate 
each day to be close to him so that I can be obedient and I can follow him? Yeah. And the answer is sometimes. Hmm. <laughs> well, that's yeah. not all the time, yeah. but I have to yeah. go to him in those times. I love the verse, and this is a little off track, but when Jesus was in the garden, scriptures say when he was asking the father, if possible, to take the cup from him, but not his will, but the father's will. And there's a verse there where it says he prayed through to obedience. He prayed through to obedience. Now, you wouldn't think that Jesus needed to really work at being obedient. Mm. Mm. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm that maybe that's a verse for another SWAT radio program, <laughs> but but just on the surface, call least, in and ask yeah. David about that. One. <laughs> yeah, he prayed through to obedience, and so but the example that that sets for us, like I, I've jokingly, there's an element of humor in this, but there's a big element of truth in it. I've used this kind of terminology before about when you're when I'm tempted in my life, there have been times where I don't ask God for help because I know he'll help me <laughs> and let that sink in for a minute. And the, and the implication is I don't want to be helped. I want to do what I want to do. And that verse of Jesus is about Jesus praying through to obedience. Am I, am I desperate to be like the crowd was here physically? They were physically desperate maybe to be near Jesus. Am I desperate to be close to him spiritually so that, I can continue to be healed yeah. of my yeah. sinful condition. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> obviously, Hebrews 4.15 says, we, we don't have a high priest who's unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect, that that idea of every respect is, and yet has been tempted as we are, yet he's without sin. So in every area that you and I, as human beings, have been tempted mm. He was tempted the same way. And let's, and, and I would now encourage just, people, right, yeah. to stop and think <clears throat> about what that means. Well, yeah, I mean, there's so many implications to that. But let your mind, don't don't spend too much time thinking about what tempts you, because no, no, you may be tempted. No. But you think of all the various ways you and I That's are what tempted. I mean. so when That's he, what I mean. When he prayed through through obedience, he, he not only was tempted, <clears throat> he, just as we are, to pray through that, mm -hmm. that, that, uh, he has given us a way out. Right. That's right. And, uh, That's right. And, and, and God, and, al Jesus always chose the way out. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. My point was not to have us dwell or listeners dwell on their, their own temptations or sin, <clears throat> yeah. but to dwell on the fact that when we say Jesus was tempted in every way, just like we are, you might hear sermons on that sometime, and the example you might hear might be, oh, that means Jesus was tempted to un unrighteous anger. Okay, that's true. Mm -hmm. Let's get beyond that a little bit. Think about the worst things that you've been tempted <clears throat> by, that I've been mm -hmm. tempted by, the yeah. nastiest things. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. Yeah. He was tempted by those things. If yeah. he was tempted in every way, like right. we are. And that changes Right. How we view, at least for me, that that really understanding that, not that I fully understand it, but starting to understand that changes how I thought about or changed how I thought about Jesus and how I understood better. That it wasn't just these surface level level, oh, he's tempted to tell a lie. Well, yeah, he was. But he was tempted in every deeper way too that we can imagine, right? Yeah. So that was what yeah. I was getting at. Yeah. So Yeah. 
anyway well <clears throat> all of that to say and you 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 brought up a great point am i am i desiring to be around christ mm-hmm. if i am desiring to be around christ what am i desiring out of christ yeah you know uh, because this this crowd is wanting healing as you as you brought out yeah. and uh aren't we the same way <clears throat> you know sure. uh, whatever it is we're we're struggling with our going to Christ in prayer, our going to Christ in his word, is a an element of humility mm. that we are recognizing that in and of and by ourselves, we don't have the ability mm. to be healed, yep. be it physically or spiritually. That's right. And I wasn't suggesting in any way that oh, we no. shouldn't go to Jesus <clears throat> for physical healing. Absol- Absolutely right. we yeah. should. But, but deeper than that even, am I going to him because without him, Ugh. I am left to my own devices, and that's not a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of where I was getting yeah. at, is yeah. that that's, that's the beautiful picture of us going to him and saying, man, I'm tempted, but I know coming to you, coming to you, Jesus, I'm feeding on you. I'm finding my satisfaction mm-hmm. in you. I love where Paul says, uh, I've learned the secret of being filled and going hungry. Mm-hmm. Now you can speak about food. You can speak about a lot of things, being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Uh, we've taken that verse so far out of, out of context, but the reality is, listen, I, physically we hunger for certain things we hunger i mean i won't go into depth about some of the things we hunger for and i'm not talking about food mm-hmm. I'm talking about the temptations sure. of the world and what the world has to offer right and uh paul's basically saying i can't do this without christ mm-hmm. right uh, these temptations right uh, these these things that i'm i'm hungering for in the flesh there's no chance yeah in fact even jesus said you know when being tempted by the by the devil man cannot live on bread alone Mm -hmm. but on every word that comes from the mouth of god yep where are we feeding (laughs) yeah we obviously we we speak a lot about the idea of renewing our minds right um but let our hearts be ignited uh by his word and uh you know we live i don't know david i feel like even the some of the things we were talking about in the first segment actually first two segments about the things that are going on in the world today. There's a temptation to respond in the flesh. Mm, Absolutely. You think about Jesus, even in the temple, he's over there braiding that whip. What is he doing? Mm. You think he's just kind of chilling out, you know, just thinking about what he's going to say. I mean, he's God. Yeah. But was he tempted to respond in the flesh about what he was saying? It was righteous anger for sure. Sure. But how often do we jump off the page yeah. when we hear or read or watch something and we don't respond in the spirit? I've said many times, people have probably heard me say that on this on the program, I have to fight wanting to be right more than wanting to be loving and kind. Yeah. Now, as we talked about, loving and kind a lot of times is speaking the truth, which people don't always take as loving and kind. But that is loving kind. But I sometimes would rather win the argument mm-hmm. <laughs> because Oof. because of my pride uh, versus really caring about the other person yeah. or people. So yeah. So yeah. we've kind of hit on a lot of things in terms of what stands out and what is it 
teach us about God and, and about ourselves here in this passage. But real quick, what can we? How can we be different from being taught by this passage of Scripture? <laughs> yeah, we've talked about that a lot too. You know, I, I don't know. One of the things that it still stands out to me, and and this may not stand out if you're maybe glancing at this text for the first time. But as you read through not only the Gospels, but Paul's writing, you, you, you get a picture of who these guys are, yeah. the, these 12 that he's called out, you know. And um, I had a guy tell me this morning, he said, isn't it interesting, most of these guys were just fishermen. Mm. They were the lowest of the lowest. And uh, so often I feel like we live in a 